Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Basics program with Rabbi El Shalom. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about Olam Haba. Where is it? When is it? How is it going to be? And who is going to get there? We are going to dive deep into that on today's episode. I'm Yisrael Yitkowski. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. So we are back after a week break, and today we're going to be learning about Olam Haba. So, Rebel Yell, take it away. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's really good to be back. And um, to all of our listeners, our dear listeners, um, to really fully, fully to, um, you know, feel this this episode, it will be better if you went through all the episodes, uh, quite literally, because this is kind of, I mean, almost almost all of them, because this is kind of um, the end game, like where where it all where it all comes together. Everything, all the different things we discussed earlier are now kind of coming into play, and this is where it's all leading to. So, um, and even if not, but even if not, even if you didn't hear all the previous episodes, still go listen to them. Just kidding. Um even if you didn't hear, you could still, you know, tr- start to like, you know, tapping into this really difficult topic to understand. There's a lot, we hear tons of bits of information about this stuff, hours and hours really to cover. Lifelong journey to learn this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a, to really fully appreciate everything. It's, it's a life progress, like you're saying exactly. Slowly, slowly you have another understanding, another understanding, another understanding after you read and, and learn a lot of the of the material but without further ado let's start diving into it and um i'll do a little introduction right olam haba the world to come like the next world right that's in that's the translation so this is relatively a new word okay it's an it's a when i say new um because originally in in um you know Obviously, in Chumash, you don't see, you know, we're going to talk about it soon. And that obviously, look in the whole Chamisha Chumash Torah. Where does it say, Olam Haba, the world to come? Israel, you have any place for us? No, I just checked it. No, nothing. <laughs> no. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you're actually correct. Israel, I actually checked. And it doesn't say the word Olam Haba in the Torah. Hmm. It's interesting. Is it like also in like the whole Tanakh or specifically? In the whole Tanakh, it doesn't say Olam Haba. Let me check. Right. Wow. Right. Actually. Didn't you know that? It's Isn't pretty that amazing. In the Gemara, we use it. We have uh, use of the word Olam Haba, but that's much later, right? The Gemara is the, this, the end of the second temple that we started using that, <clears throat> um, that, Use of the word says um, says Ramam the Kamashamot Nikra. I'm skipping a second. We're going to go back to the beginning of the Ramam. The Ramam is in Hilchos Chuva, Perik Ches. He's talking about Olam Hab over there. Kind of a you know hard place to find, but the Ramam says that 
כמה שמות נקראו לה, דרך משל, הר השם, מקום קודשו, דרך הקודש, חסוס השם, נורם השם, אוהל השם, היכל השם, בייס השם, שער השם, וחכמים קראו לה, דרך משל, לטובה זו המזומנת לצדיק עם סעודה, וקוראים לה מקום מקום, העולם הבא. אוקיי, okay, so חכמים, they just gave us that use of the world, עולם הבא. אוקיי, so we need to fully understand, first of all, What is this word? You're telling me, we're going to talk today about Olam Haba. What is Olam Haba? The world to come, right? What is it referring to? What is it talking about? And where, yes, in the Torah, maybe it doesn't say the, not maybe, it doesn't say the word Olam Haba, so where does it say it? So all that and more, we're going to get to very soon. But first, let's try to understand the well, concept. It's kind of thing like, you know, obviously the whole Judaism is based on the Torah, You know, in the whole Tanakh, specifically Chamisha Chamisha Torah, if it doesn't mention in anywhere over there, then like, how do we even know it's a thing? You exactly, know? Like, it must come from there. If not, it's false, false, false. And we don't accept it. Whatever didn't come um, from Har Sinai or Chachamim or Matik Hashemot, the people that actually have the smicha, the right to pass down information, we don't accept it, right? That's why we don't listen to reform, we're conservative. Because they're not Mati Kashma, they're not passing, they're making up stuff. Okay, so we don't listen. Um, so, right up, uh, and this is like, come on, the irony. This is the main, main, main point, that we're doing everything in order to go to that place, which is called Olam Haba. So again, I'm starting from scratch, you know, you go to a beginner in Judaism and tell him, oh, we have this concept, the world to come, meaning everything you're doing in this world says the Mesila Sisharim, let's quote the famous Mesila Sisharim, this world is like a corridor, it's a prose door to the Traklin, to the big palace, right? So this world is just a passage, you just pass through, you need to collect, you need to earn, uh, you know, yeah, many, many things. Uh, uh, in the beginning episodes, is that we're here to earn it, to get our re- reward in Olam Haba, but if Olam Haba doesn't exist, then what are we doing here? What are we doing? And what is that place? Like, how does it look like? Is there like... Uh, like nice scenery, uh, chandeliers, palaces. How does it look like? Interesting. Okay, all these questions, and I, I don't want to get into too many of the questions. I think there's a very simple, fundamental question is, what is the concept of Olam Haba? That, that's the place of reward. Okay? So we start like this. We start with the Rambam. I'm going to read you a little bit. Usually I don't do this, but I'll read you a little bit. Hatova hatsfuna latsadikim. The good that's stored for the tzadikim. He chayolamaba is the life of the world to come. Vehi hachaim she'en bamut. Oh, immediately the Rambam, right on the spot, he's starting to define, explain the concept. Yachaim she'en mavetimahim. It's life with no death. Oh, okay. So our life we know. Sorry, sorry, Surya, to break this to you, but you will die after 120. I know it's hard to believe, but, yep, that's what's going to happen. It's crazy. <laughs> right? Can't believe it. Right? We know that, that this, world, this life, what we know of life in this, whatever we call life, okay? Everyone knows what life is. That thing has an end. True? Yep. Everyone, everyone will agree on this? The yep. smartest, the strongest, name it, all die at the end. And um, 
had that, I'm just going to say it as a side point. Maybe I said this in earlier episodes, Rabbi Shimon Green, you should live and be well. He said, you know, a person conquers the whole world. Like, take guys like Nebuchadnezzar, Hitler, all these big guys that conquer the world, or even not so evil, like people that had a lot of control in the world, like, you know, Donald Trump, uh, you know, a lot of control and, uh, you know, a lot of power in their hand. Like, how can they get to Gaiva? Like, they have control over everything in the world, right? They can kill people. They can uh, do whatever you want, right? But the most simple, fundamental, basic thing of their life, which is their life itself, the life they cannot control. Staying alive, they cannot control. Yeah, I mean, like, even if you see, you know, you do I mean, not even you. You have, like you mentioned, Donald Trump. You know, you have the Secret Service, um, just just to protect. Obviously, it's to prevent. You know, make sure he doesn't die. That's that's what yeah. all this all is. And with all of this, you still have presidents who were murdered and, right, and right. you know JFK. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not not Dafka so long ago. You know, back in the day, obviously, it wasn't as good Secret Service. It's getting right. better and better, but still, like, right, exactly. The most basic thing of their life, they have no control over. You know. He could die in many ways. You, you can have all the secret service in the world, and he can heart get attack. cancer, a heart attack. Right, that's a heart attack right on the spot. Boom. Yeah. Yep. All the life, the form of life that we know, meaning in this world that 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 we recognize, is a life that has an end. So first of all, Olam Haba is a life that doesn't finish. Okay. Continues Ramam Vatova Sheni Mara. It's the good without bad, meaning the fact that you exist, Israel, or all of you listen, lovely listeners, the fact that you are alive and, and, are, and, and you hear these exact words is a great thing, right? Isn't that good? It's all good. So yep. many good, so many blessings in our lives. We're alive. Uh, a person, you know, he's blessed with a, with a wife, with children, with money, with good parnosa, with a good job. Some some people more, some people less. But you have some basic things that Baruch Hashem that are good. However, they're all mixed and can turn bad. And there's always the bad stuff around the corner, right? You know, there's there's hardships. Uh, so I won't say that hard is bad. You know, I don't want to make the kind of. But obviously, you used to have some bad things in your life, right? So in that world, there you only have good things in your life, and no bad. Okay. Sounds like a nice world, huh? Sounds good, no? Yeah, sounds great. So we learn from the Pasuk, it's a aroch, it's a long life, doesn't end. And yom shikulotov, and it's good without bad and in this world, those exact two things don't exist, right? Every life ends, and every good thing has a bad thing. Okay. V'zehu ha'olam haba. Says the Rambam, straightforward. Here, here you go. Here you got the whole episode. Straight, right at the beginning. We're done, right? Zehu ha'olam haba. That's olam haba. Zchara tzadikimu. Shizkulenom zeviyu batovazu. What is the schar of the tzaddikim, meaning people that made it? Okay? We're going to talk a little bit more later on who exactly will get there and who no one. 
who won't. But the scharis, you want to hear what what is Olam Haba? First of all, before you even start to speculate about what it is, is first of all, you're going to be there. You will be there. Tell me, if I can right now bless you, and the greatest blessing in the world is that you shall exist, right? No? Isn't that? And that's what it all starts with. You can't do anything if you don't exist. Yeah. Isn't that like the basic of the basic, back to basics? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think it is. Look at that. uh, Simple. I don't think I'm saying something like so hard to understand. I think it's simple that, I mean, your biggest blessing is that you exist. Like, would you rather $100 million, but you won't exist? But there will be a bank account on your name with a hundred million dollars, <laughs> or do you rather exist without a hundred million dollars? That's an interesting idea. Even though today there might be some people who, yeah, <laughs> that might take that, it. Yes, I have but, this. Uh, um, I have these. I have a few trick questions that I like to ask people, just for two purposes. First of all, to learn from them, and to learn about them. One of the the questions I like to tease is, imagine, okay, imagine you, you, right, right now that you're listening to me, that, you, that you're hearing this question, I want you to, please, if you don't mind, think to yourself, if you would have um, two buttons, one to continue to exist, or and another one to puff, I call it, to puff away, you never, you're not, you're not going to exist from now on, you do not exist. Which button will you press? I'm saying I I, I don't want you know. I'm not saying this question in a bad in a bad sense. You know, in a negative sense. I mean in a in a positive sense. Because I'm pretty sure that a person that's being productive in his life, he's doing it. He's like, hey, hey, I want this. This is the biggest blessing of my life to exist. That I actually have an opportunity to do something. A person that his life is really, really horrible, I don't want to think what he's going to think. I don't want to think. And it's terrible. But I think it's even a then a lot thing. of times, like people, I mean, it's just scary to think that, yes, life is, you know, even someone who's going through terrible things, <laughs> just... I, I don't believe someone some will press some. it. I don't believe someone right, will press it. It's not like, just the fact that like nothing, like that's it, boom, like forget it. Right. Like, you have to be in a terrible, terrible, yeah. te- like... A terrible times million. Unfortunately, we see there that there is people that that unfortunately, you know, harm themselves, and that's that's a very low point of being. How far do you need to go to not to want to exist? Mm-hmm. Now, some people take it as like, oh, so so. What I'm saying, what I'm basing this question is like, is it, I got to this question through what we say on Yom Kippur, Okay, that's in Yom Kippur. Like, uh, you know, like if I wouldn't be created, so what am I? I'm uh, nothing. But now that I'm created, uh, so we say it by over there. It's for the purpose of Farani. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a human, in a sense. Um, but you can use it to the other side. It's like, wow, I exist. <laughs> that's incredible, right? And from there on, you start. So you need to make sure to be very excited about your existence. Yeah. So back to Olam Haba. Getting a lot of off track today. But uh, back to Olam Haba. 
So that world is, first of all, you cannot think of more reward of to continue to continue to exist. Tell me, do you want that? Do you desire being? Being for sure. Good. That's a good starting point for life. If you want to get anywhere in your life, you got to want to have that being. Okay. You and and hopefully to use it to the best. I mean, that's what we're doing here. Why is a person trying to be a good person? If not for this, why is a person doing chesed? Why is a person want to get close to Hashem? If not for this, to earn, to, to keep, to build on that existence. Okay. It's not something so deep. What I'm saying. It's worth something. Yes. Yes. So if I'm offering you right now existence, I don't know what's going to happen there yet. Like we'll see, okay? I'm talking about, but just to be, isn't that something you you're going to want to like work for and desire? One hundred percent. Good. So if you're if you're with Israel on this, so we could continue the Rambam. Now we're going to go to the negative side. Upirona Rishaim, the real big Rishaim. We're going to talk about them soon. What is the schus, quote-unquote, not to exist to Olam Habam? Oh, I gave in the answer. Of what does it, what is their punishment? Pirona Rishayim, who shelo yizku l'chaim elu, ela ikartu ve'yamutu. You remember that puff button I told you before? Mm-hmm. This is where I got the idea. This, and from I told you from Kippur, it brought me to this realization that the biggest punishment like you, you possibly imagine, I cannot think about a worse punishment for a human is to not exist anymore, not to be in that world. Whatever that world contains, right now we're not talking about that. We're going to get to there. But right now we're saying, the Ramam is saying, Olam Haba means, first of all, to be there. To be there. So the biggest reward I can possibly give you is to be there, first of all. Let's start from there. To be there. Because we know, again, this is a different discussion. We can't go too deep into this, that this world is designed for the hard work 6,000 years. And then it's done. Test over. Teacher walks around and collects all the tests. And whatever you filled in over there, that's it. And then it's over. So this world is also only giving six days of creation. It's giving, given for by every day by Hashem is a thousand years by us, and it says, and Hashem created the world in six days. It's it's meant to be only for six days. And the seventh, we're starting the process of the reward, the world of reward, Olam Aschar, Olam Haba. Now, if if the world will, 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 if this world, this situation of the world that we know, of the good and bad, will come to an end, then we're going to go to a world transformation that we're going to talk soon exactly. What do we know about that? into a, a world olam a world that's all good and and that's long the most fundamental thing is first to be there so the biggest punishment is ready for that not to be there to puff remember my does anybody ever get that punishment yes just not existing yes very very few you know the mission in Perak Chelek, Sanhedrin, a very, very famous Mishnah. We say it all the time. Kol Yisrael, Kol Yisrael, Yeish Lahem Chelek L'Olam Now, some, a lot of people don't know the continuation of the Mishnah. Ve'elu she'en lahem Chelek L'Olam 
So I'll tell you what, how do you get to Olam Haba. We're gonna the Gemara lays all these all this all the all this information uh, very clear that Kol Yisrael is Olam Haba, meaning Kol Yisrael. You know, everyone basically needs to go Olam Haba. The only way to exclude yourself. The the Mishnah continues. And the Gemara brings a few examples of really really evil people, such as Achav, and and uh, you see uh, the common denominator between all those names over there that the Mishnah is mentioning is that they did something really really terrible that was like globally a tremendous chilul Hashem. Okay, when they did like a, a public avera. Something that that brought the whole entire Klal Yisrael down. Kehazi, uh, um, he did a he did a, a very very big chilul um, Hashem. Um, Bilam, that he was on a very high level, yet he really really um, um, from his standing point in in spirituality, he did a tremendous tremendous chilul Hashem. So those people had to be like like really work hard to be really really evil. To get the crown of not being in Olam Haba, okay? You need to work, what I'm saying is you need to work really hard not to get to Olam Haba, okay? That's why it says, Kol Everyone really goes, why? Ah, oh, now you're telling me Chil Shabbos and all these stuff. Well, so that we're going to get soon to Ganeel and Gehenim. This world, within this world, this world is still designed to give them a punishment in Either in this world, or in this world, in the after death in Gehenna. Okay, Gehenna, like the Olam Haba. I mean, like oh, well, Ganeden and Gehenna are both like part of Olam Haba. No. Okay, so you know what? I, I'll I'll have to I'll have to clarify. There's machlokas and there's and details to here and to there. I'm trying to get you like a very general picture over here, based on Ramchal, mainly the Ramchal, and a little bit of the Rambam. But mainly based on Ramchal. The way to, to go over it is like this. Ganeiden and Gehenim have nothing to do with Olam Haba. Papa. My mind just exploded. Ganeiden and Gehenim are a temporarily spiritual place for the souls during the 6,000 years of this world. Ah, it's so like Rebbe was saying before. Olam Haba is after it's the after 6, the six thousand years. years. After so till so now nobody's in Olam Haba. N- there isn't Olam Haba yet. Mm. Be- that's why we call it the se- the Olam Haba, the next world, because right now we're in Olam Hazeh in this world. Now in this reality, in this reality of Olam Hazeh. We have the souls coming in, coming out, coming for tests. We know the Gilgal. We're not going to go into Gilgal. But Hashem gives you many opportunities uh, for your soul to come and correct yourself and do it right and get it right already. We give you 120 years But every after time. you pass away till the end of the 6,000 years, you go yeah. into a waiting room. Kind of your soul goes exactly. into a waiting room, which is Ganadin or Gehenna based on how you did when you did have a body in this world. Brilliant. Let's let's take an example. Very good, Israel. Let's take an example. Moshe Rabbeinu. We know again. I don't know this, but we know it from the Mekubalim that we definitely can say right. Moshe Rabbeinu finished this tikkun. He he did it right. He was a few Gilgul. He himself was a Gilgul. He went through, but he did something incredible in his lifetime. Now 
he passed away, right? Because Hashem just gives you an opportunity of a few years here, right? So he passes away. Now he's not going to Olam Haba yet because till the end of the 6,000 years, Moshe Rabbeinu has a place that he sits, that his Heilige, his Holy Neshama is sitting there waiting for it to go into Olam Haba. He has no need. Me and you, we're on a very long journey. We've been on the yep. journey for 5,781 years. I don't know exactly how much, when, what exactly. That we're, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm going to be here, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, for many more years to figure this Amen. out. And you and on everyone and the whole Kali Yisrael and everyone. Amen. Right? So we're trying to figure that out. But Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's he's he has a place that's called Gan Eden that he's sitting there and waiting for his reward. Now there is the other side that, uh, the, of the spiritual place over there. There's Gehenna. Gehenna is the opposite. It's a place of punishment, either for the Rishayim, for the real big, big, heavy Rishayim, let's say on the, the, for the, clearly for the people, there's by the way, there's names, there's Sha'ol, there's Tachtis, there's different levels on all the things I'm talking about. In Ganadian, there's many levels, and in Gehenim, there's many, many levels of punishment and, and people that, based on what their their life story is. So uh, the the very big Rishayim are sitting in Gehenim waiting to Olam Haba where they're going to puff the people that are, don't have chelik lo So their neshamas went, okay, they did their tikkun, quote-unquote, the other way around, and they're finished and doomed based on their bechira, their choice. And uh, again, that's a whole nother discussion over there, right there. But um, that's Gehenna. And the Chachamim teach us, it's brought down in the Gemara, there's all kinds of stories that he to- he showed him the Pesach of Gehenna. He took him to a place and he showed him the Pesach of Gehenna, Pesach of Gehenna. Meaning, it, these spiritual places are tied to planet Earth. Hmm. Planet Earth has a physical part of it and has a spiritual part of it, right? That's what we 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 know in in, in Judaism that everything physical has a spiritual uh, uh, force behind it, right? So if you think about it this way, Ganed and Gehenim are right here. Where exactly? I don't know, but um, they're right here. They're connected to this world, but they're not physical, so they're not bound to. You, you, don't, but, don't go looking for it, right? Uh, right, know. but there are stories that people knew where the Pesach is, and I guess that's so that you, of course, you could explain. You know, obviously, it's something not allowed in Judaism, but like it's true thing, like seance, you know, bringing back neshamos, and obviously, I'm sure it's you know something big in Kabbalah. And, obviously, the neshamos uh, are also like here. Here, the neshamos yeah. are here. Our spirits are here. Um, just like you know, all the stories with clinical so, death. So, if you don't they... believe in ghosts, well, the Torah does. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, not exactly ghosts. Yeah, it's, uh, but, your neshama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have shading. We have all the fun. You know, you go, yeah. you read, uh, you read Reishis Chachma on, Ge- on Gehenna. Like once, I had a chavrusa, and he loved like uh, you know uh, really horrifying movies, and and. Um, and he told me, teach me something interesting. So I had a great idea. I started learning Reishis Chachma on, Ge- on Gehenna, on the different levels there, and how the Malachi Chabala look like, and the eyes, and the thing, and the thing. Really 
scary stuff and he loved it because <laughs> yeah wasn't. they should base it like a marvel series of it <laughs> probably already did who knows they, yeah and the truth is since christianity and all they stole a lot of ideas from us and obviously made them all crooked and and you know just uh, very out of context but a lot of the ideas came from the real what we what we have in in misora and torah and star anyways to make a long story short, Gan Eden and Gehenna, again, I'll repeat, are the spiritual place for the neshama, to store the neshamas in this world, within the 6,000 years. Olam Haba, in, in Olam Haba, there won't be no Gan Eden, no Gehenna, it's over. It's just a temporary place for the neshamas till the end of the 6,000 years. It's so, the place so that we go in and out. That's the station. Mm-hmm. Gilgulim, between every Gilgul, you go to Either Gehenna, Ganeiden, depends what you did. Mm-hmm. Even if, even those people we said before, there are, uh, not a lot, but there are some people who are not going to get to Olam Haba, they're just going to stop existing. Do they still wait till the end of the 6,000 years and then they're going to be just poof gone? Or once they die in this world, then like, what are you waiting around for? So just they stop existing then? or how Excellent question. Excellent question. So it's brought down that... The they're they suffer any certain they're not they cannot puff away it. Neshama like exists. He's still here. World. He's still here. The world didn't change yet. Does to this the have next anything level. to do with Kafakela? Like, is that the place? Kafakela and Sheol and all those places? The deep, the deep places in Gehenna are for different levels, and they go through tremendous storm. But it's not necessarily the people who are going to stop existing at the end of the six thousand no, years. It's no, no. Some connected. of them could could be raised up. That's why we have. That's why we say kaddish and the thing that we help mm-hmm. the schuyos of the dead person that unfortunately has to go to Yana. Should have an aliyah. Aliyah, oh. aliyah is to come out of. Unfortunately, if he's in some mud, and even if it's in Ganeiden, he should. He can also have aliyah over there because, like levels. I told you, there's levels and levels. All those levels stop when it get to Olam Haba, and Olam Haba is like, that's one of the, that's the scariest thought of my life. The scariest thought of, you want to hear the scariest thought of my life? That whatever you earned here is what you're going to have. Now, I don't underestimate what people do. You know, even small things are incredible reward in Olam Haba. It's incredible, right? But I, I have an opportunity right now. Whatever I grabbed is what's going to be. It's a very scary thought. In a way, yeah, scary good. It's like all the muscle like we heard scary. when we when we were in school. The guy who went to this far island and was working there, right, with the diamonds, with the and diamonds, and yeah, he goes there. And then the other guy who went was just sitting there. And I have a film in it on this series I do for for kids. Um, it's not only for kids. This one, uh, Rabbi Liel is a movie producer. Well, by the way. yeah, we'll yeah. we'll plug in. It doesn't work for Hollywood because like they're not on his level. So, like the two. You <laughs> Maybe know. I'll just plug in because you mentioned this, and if you want to see that beautiful muscle that Israel mentioned, um, I don't profit from it. It goes to this organization that I work with, uh, Rosh Chodesh Project. It's called One Chance. All right, yeah. So uh, the link will be in the description. Oh, we'll put it in. Why not? Could go ahead, watch it. I'm not trying um, to sell it. I'm just. I just think it's a. It's a. Yeah, I am a, a kind of a no gabba dover, <laughs> but um, 
But I think that that explains very well that this muscle and this concept that we just mentioned. So if you never heard the muscle, I was talking because you know I didn't really explain it. I just you know said it in two seconds. If you didn't, you know, if you never heard this muscle, then go watch it. And if you did hear this muscle, still go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. It was a very special one. But anyways, back to our topic. Okay, so now that we have a. Uh, you know what? I'm just also going to mention, so just for the sake of clarity, we spoke about it with Mashiach in the in the in the series, well, the three shirin that we spoke about Mashiach. Is also this is another mishmash that people throw in uh, Mashiach and Chiasa Mesim into here. So just also to put it in order, just like we made it in order, Ganed and Gehenim over here, Mashiach must happen within the six thousand years. It's a promise. That within the 6,000 years, we only have 200 and something years left. Within the 6,000, we're going to have in this world uh, a, a period of time that we're going to have the kingdom of Israel, of Claudius Israel, and people will be able to elevate and elevate and elevate themselves. Not that we need to be on such a low level of fighting the good, battling the good and bad. We're going to be on a much, much higher level within the reality of today. Mashiach is this exact reality, we pass in that Olam Kiminogo Noeg, right? It's going to be the same world, same names. It's me and you. You're going to have a podcast. You're going to have a base Amigdash. Maybe you'll have touch, we'll touch have the screens Cohen there. On as a guest. Yeah, you, yeah, you have. You can, right, exactly. We can host him on this show. It's Life will be real. <laughs> it's in this world. It's only difference is that you're not going to have wars. You're not going to be, need to be dealing with such levels of evilness and schmutz as they say in yiddish and you're just going to be a much much slowly so it's going to be a process of slowly 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 elevating ourselves and elevating ourselves. the whole world will be elevated and that's a big promise a big promise that there won't be wars okay so go back to those episodes and you'll you'll see so that just i had to put it in order that's mashiach and also it's not tied necessarily with the coming of Mashiach. Chiyas is also prophecy that there will be a time that everyone's going to die. Is it before or after the end of the 6,000 years? It's at, at, So the Ramchal explains it that it's at the end of the 6,000 years, everyone dies, and then they get up. Right? I, so I, basically that's good. So Chiyas is going to be the transition between Olam Hazat to Olam Haba. Exactly. Exactly. So like every, everybody dies, so now we're all just in the Shamos, and then... No, no, no. And then you live, right? You're going to get up. But who's going to get up? The people that are not puffed, meaning the people that will stay down are the puffed people. Mm-hmm. Let's, call, just it, let's call them the puffed, that they don't exist anymore. Their Neshama is canceled. Now, some people have a hard time understanding Neshama being, your existence of being canceled. Um, How did it come into existence? By God's words, by by God's word, so the same word of God could reverse that. The same one that brought Doesn't it to existence could take it away to existence again. These things are incredibly deep and hard to understand. Even though I'm I'm saying it in words, I still always you know need to really 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 uh, yeah. always have it's another dimension of understanding deep, uh... and another dimension of understanding. And it's one of those things that you, as you grow, you 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 learn something, you understand it. Then you do it again later. You have a better understanding and a better understanding. It gets like etched in the brain in deeper and deeper levels. So, so that's why it's good we're doing this. So you can definitely start and start digging and digging more into these thoughts. Um, okay, 
So, so right now we threw everything in the, all that salad that people mix together. Now we know that there is Ganeden Gehenna is in this in the six thousand years. It's the spiritual place for the neshamas. Mashiach is in this world, uh, elevated period of time. Triasamesim is the transformation, like you said. And the reason for that is that does the tikkun of Chet Adam Rishon, Adam Rishon put the bad inside him, the Eitz Inside him, the only way to really finish up the tikkun till the end is to kill the body that was now has evil inside him and like deconstruct it. How would it be? I'll mention it over here. We have a machlokas between the Ramchal and the Rambam of understanding exactly what will be our tzura in Olam Haba. How will be our shape? in the world to come after we live and tra- go through that transformation to the next world. So according to Ramchal, it's going to be the shape of, of, of us, the same, same way you are, okay? Just in a very, in a perfect form, without all the defects, right? We have defects. We need to go to the bathroom. We need to eat. They won't be eating. I'm going to read you a Rambam, and this is like kind of a, a leading into the next Rambam I'm going to read for you. But um, it's just going to be your tsura, your shape, just without the defects. According to the Rambam, it's going to be a total new shape. It's going to be the same you. It's your neshama. You are your neshama. The real you is your neshama, right? If you dig deep, deep into the layers, your real you, your real consciousness, deep, 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 deep in there, your core, right, is your neshama. That's not changing ever. And we're going to read another Rambam on that soon. But um, that's the core. But what will be your shape, the shape over there of, of the you and Olam Haba, and what, which body is going to be built in, so according to Ramchal, in the same shape, just perfect. According to Ram, it's going to be a total new shape that we cannot imagine right now. Hey everyone, I'm interrupting this wonderful conversation to let you know about a fantastic, one-of-a-kind book that Artskull has recently published titled On the Shoulders of Giants. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in leadership positions in Agadis Yisrael for over five decades, takes us behind the scenes to gain a unique understanding of Da's Torah in all its glory. Rabbi Bloom met with Gedoli Yisrael at Moetz's Gedoli HaTorah and in quiet, urgent conferences. He chatted with them in cars and on Shabbos afternoons at conventions. He shares with us stories, many of them not widely known, of generations of greatness, from the Chafetz Chaim to Rev. Aaron Cutler and Reb Meisha Feinstein, from the Ger Rebbes and Reb Aaron Steinman to Rev. Don Segal and dozens and dozens more. We also meet the Jewish people's Askanim. We are amazed by first-handed stories of Mike Tress and, of course, the incomparable Reb Meisha Sher. In his years in Agoda, Rabbi Bloom also met with the highest echelons of the U.S. government, and he shares his behind-the-scenes understanding of great political events and movements. It is a book you definitely should not miss. Get a copy today at archgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we have a Q&A with Rabbi El Shalom. So if you have a question or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Starting next Q&A, not just one, but every person whose question is answered will get a free copy of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants. So, send us your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. And now, let's get back to the show. 
I'm going to read you the next two Ramams that are very important. And then the third one, wow, that is so deep. And, you know, we'll try to tap into that. Okay, so you see the Rambam is saying Olam Haba has no body, meaning, like I told before, the Ram, according to Rambam, it's like a, it's a new figure. Okay, mm-hmm. is it going to be is Olam Haba going to be a physical world like this one, or it's going to be also like he's saying now, like Kemalachem, like it's going to be more just a spiritual world? You want to try to answer it based on what we said before. Before we said that the world, that world doesn't end and it doesn't have bad in, within the good stuff. Ah, uh, okay, I got it. So no. you got it? In <laughs> it this, won't be a physical in this world. Physical, no, sorry. In It'll this physical It'll world, in this physical reality that we know, we know that this reality is bound to good and bad. Everything could be good and bad, right? The same... Uh, Water that you drink, the same water, can drown someone, um, you know, and so on. You get the idea. So it's obviously not going to be in this shape and form. Definitely not, because this one has good and bad in it, right? But could And also it ends. Everything in this world ends, believe it or not. This is science, pure science. Physical stuff. Everything, they, yeah. No, but I'm saying, but deteriorates, like. Deteriorates, it gets old, it gets mold. Can't God create something physical that just never ends? So in a sense, it is physical, but not in these, this, not this type dimension. Of exactly. You can call it it's a spiritual world. There's nothing wrong with that. Because spiritual world is it's, it's a spiritual. It's not something that's bound into, into what we call science today and into the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's going to be uh, beyond that because it doesn't, it's not limited in a sense in, in the same way it's limited uh, you know, material and everything is limited in this world. Okay? So we call it a spiritual world. Okay? But it's a world. And you, the same you, the same core of you, uh, that's going to be the third realm I'm going to read you in a moment. So let's not skip to there. But first of all, says the Rambam, first of all, there won't be any body in a sense of our bodies, meaning, Whatever happens to your body here in this world, the situation of your body here in this world won't be the situation over there. You're not going to be need to sit or stand, sleep or die, sadness or happiness. There's no etzev is chok. Chok, I'm not sure it's happiness. It's chok is like laughter. Doesn't have food, doesn't have drink, doesn't have tashmish, right? There's nothing that you could borrow an example from this world because it won't be there because all those things are limitations of our body. You need to drink, you need to eat, you need to sleep because you're limited. You have to refuel. (laughs) Without refueling, boom, the car stops driving. So what does happen there? So I'm not going to go into it. It's, it's a deeper explanation. But what is that, those crowns that they sit? They obviously don't sit with physical crowns. There's nothing about, oh, I got a crown. It's a golden crown with diamonds. That absolutely does nothing. But just like a crown resembles, right? Chashivus, um, um, uh, like importance, like that you did something important. Boom. You have a crown on your head. You are someone important, right? Like a king. 
So the same kind of idea, we're borrowing this idea in this physical world mm-hmm. to the world to come, that Sadiqim will be sitting there with Atrotem Yoshem Okay, so, so the Rambam explains it. He says, I'm going to skip a drop. What does it mean that they have these crowns on their head? Interesting, no? Klomar explains the Rambam, Their crowns over there is the consciousness of them being there. You remember the first part of the reward? What is Olam Abba? First of all, basics. You exist. You're there. Exactly. So that's the crown. The crown is that das, that not, that consciousness, I think will be the word, but the das, the knowledge that they have, should be that because of that, they entered Olam Haba. Or to be more precise, earning, that's really your crown. That's what you're worth. That's your worth. There will be many different crowns over there. Not everyone's going to have the same crown. How many diamonds? How big? And yeah. So, on. so just to, Limited to diamonds and gold, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just mentioning it, but you obviously understand, understand yeah. it. So he brings a few psukim that uh, where where we learn this from. Okay. What is that? They're enjoying the glory of the the God's providence, the shechina. Shiodim umasigin mamitata kadosh baruchu, mashenam yodim vehem begufa fil vashafel. We're going to get to levels of understanding Hashem, meaning the, the best way we can describe it is being close to Hashem, the Creator, have in our relationship with Him. Yeah, we actually have a relationship with our Creator. How incredible is that? So we're going to have a new type of relationship over there because the relationship that we have over here is very is, is covered. Olam, it's in Lashon Helem. It's all covered. Over there, we're going to get to a level of a relationship with Hashem. Again, this goes even deeper and deeper. There's a limit how much de- how deep we can go. yodim is you're going to get there levels of understanding Hashem and getting close to Him that you cannot get in the body. It's not possible. Over there, it will be possible. If you educate yourself and you learn and you we have our misora and all the way from Har Sinai and before that, uh, Avram uh, Avinu's relationship with Hashem, we know that this world is here, we're here to earn, and there's something much greater waiting for you, much greater than this yacht or million dollars, because really the yacht and the million dollars and everything are for you just to earn. So are you doing it just for pleasure? The answer is absolutely not. I'm not doing it like, oh, this this is pleasure versus that pleasure. <laughs> you know why it's not a fair trick over here? I'm going to say something a little bit deep. It took me a long time to really, really understand this. It's very hard to understand this, but I think that's like starting to answer this very heavy question. Like, is it choosing which? I don't know. Give it to me Either right now. Either enjoy now and then but you're telling me that later I'm going to suffer, or should I suffer in this world in order to enjoy the next one. Exactly. And some people say, like, ah, forget about it. That was Asaph, by the way. He was like, you know, just just give it to me, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't need a big deal. But is it just a pleasure versus pleasure? Absolutely not. And could there be a chance for you to enjoy this world and next world? 
you can enjoy this world even if you're oh, earning. Yeah, I'm saying you you could, uh, but you, you can need enjoy to do the right, the right way. way. Yeah, for sure. That's you that's enjoy. What I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's Hashem is not saying you shouldn't enjoy this world and only enjoy the world to come. Yeah, because it's not about enjoyment. That's the deep secret over here. I'm not doing it, giving up on enjoyments over here to get better enjoyments over here. That's not really the focus. That may, might be part of it, but that's not the real focus. You, I, you because part of a you know owning Shabbos to, to pleasure the Shabbos and yom toivim and dance and have good time is is also part of avodas Hashem if you channel it to the right way. So it's not that I'm suffering here to get pleasures there. Suffer the least over here. There's such something called precious. I'm not going to go into it. It's part of like working on yourself in order to get the balance. Sometimes you go to, need to go to extreme, but it's a temporary thing. Okay, there are very few people that were able to live to skip that and live in precious. They were they are on such a level. Okay, so I'm not talking about that high level. I'm talking about the regular level that Hashem put put out there. Is you just need to channel your pleasures. So it's not a pleasure first the other pleasure because I'm enjoying myself over here. It's just a matter of channeling it. So someone will say, hey, hey, so you don't know what pleasure is. No, no, no. I know what pleasure is. You don't know what Shabbos is. You don't know what Simchas uh, Beis Shaeva is. You, you also don't know. These are incredible pleasure. Pleasure is also relative, you know. Yeah. A rich person enjoying the, mo- the finest wine in the world that was buried in, in Germany for, for, for uh, you know, 85 years and he's drinking, and he does like, ah, sometimes could be the same as a poor man that he had, a, had a really bad day, and he was sopping wet. He came, we changed everything. He took this cheap cup of tea, took the first sip, and then, ah, their pleasure could be the same. It depends, it's relative, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's not pleasure versus pleasure. You know what it is? I'm going to, this is like, leading us into the next Rambam, like the, the deep Rambam that I told you. This is a hard Rambam, the next one, but it's not a pleasure versus pleasure. Hashem brought you here. He's not like, oh, I wanted to pleasure you. You should just give up on this pleasure and I'll give you another pleasure. No, it's not how it works. Hashem, you came here and Hashem told you, listen, I just want you to earn it, please. I want you to work hard on it so it will be yours. I don't want it to give it to you for free. How would I, if you can figure out a different way for Hashem to make us earn it and it won't be for free? So come on, I'll follow your cult. I mean, we, that's that's what Judaism sits on. We we sit on this very basic principle, basic principle that Hashem gave us the world as an opportunity to grab. Okay, part of it is sometimes to give up on pleasures, but it's not only that. Sometimes you need, you have to pleasure. If you don't pleasure yourself on Shabbos, you're going to get a punishment. <laughs> How crazy is that? You must be happy. The point is, Hashem is like, please earn it. I, I just want you to There's please. a diamond right here. Take it. But I want you to work hard for it because if I give it to you for free, so you just have a rich father, I am, you, sorry, you are nothing. And Hashem wants you to be something. Just please be something. That's the that's the name of the game. And that what Olam Haba is. Olam Haba is when you become something. What is that something? What you actually really, really earned. It's it's the hardest top topic for us to grasp, but that's the core of life. That's the core of meaning. That's the core of everything. That's what everything is laying out. And I and as much as you say it to yourself every day, 
you 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 will still fall, and it's because it's that's because that's part of the earning. He wants you to earn it. He didn't make it easy. He made it a really hard game, and we made the game even more complicated since Adam Rishon when he complicated the game, and we keep on some individuals that chose a lot of bad things complicated the game even worse and worse and worse. And you have people that are in such a low point that are in jail doing terrible, terrible things. On the other hand, you have people that took the opportunity of the lifetime and they, they were, they're kings, what they did. Wow. They did history, as we call it. They made history. And it goes both ways, to the evil and to the good, just like there was Hitler. The opposite, there was Moshe Rabbeinu that was Avram Avinu that brought light. I shouldn't even mention it in the same podcast, but we have Avram Avinu that brought light, brought light to the whole entire world. He brought people that actually made, brought the Torah, brought Hashem to speak to us on Har Sinai. How crazy is that, right? And and there's a lot of people that did a lot of great things to society, to the world, on all spectrums. You know, it's it's good. Uh, maybe I should just mention it now. Um, when it says, uh, you know, Olam Haba, you think it's only for Jews? It's also for Goyim, a Goy that keeps the seven mitzvahs menach, because he's not a descendant of Avram Avinu, that got six thirteen. We were special. We were given a special task in this world, and we can earn 613, but they can earn seven as long as they keep the seven. The seven mitzvahs menach. A guy will be in Olam Haba as long as he was earning, earning his arsenal, his his uh, basket, his size of the basket. We have a very big size of the basket, so we can collect a lot or we it could be very empty. You ever thought about that that way? Yeah, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. That's yeah. why a Jew, that's why, you know, you know the famous saying that a Jew, when he goes down, he goes like, to, 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 he gets the to the worst, low, the lowest yeah. of low. It's because you have a basket of 613 uh, kilo, <laughs> just as a, as a muscle. Much more emptiness. Yeah, so if you don't fill it up, it's a lot more empty, as opposed to a seven uh, kilo uh, size basket that a Gentile will have, Right. And 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 everyone, even a goy or Jew, doesn't matter. You have an opportunity to be there because that's Olam Haba. First of all, be there. Now, I have to uh, right before we get to the last Rambam, um, I have to mention this. People get very worried about like, okay, so what will be there? I want to know. Like, I'm gonna have a villa there, and how will like like I'm gonna have clothes? I'm, like, what no, car? I'm not what car? Because I'm not a fan of Ferrari or Lamborghini. So if it's a Ferrari, I'm out of this Jewish stuff. Uh, Tesla? Will they have Tesla if they don't? Oh, Man, Cybertruck. I need, I need my phone. I need my phone there. Like, I can't deal without my phone. Oh my gosh, I I, I cannot <laughs> be without my phone. People get very worried about it. And the answer, the simple, this is the simple answer. There's deeper answers to it. Um, um, but the simple answer that even myself, I still didn't get, unfortunately, to a level of understanding that I need a few more years. Uh, but the simple, simple on the surface answer, to answer it is like, in this world, didn't Hashem make a beautiful, a world that collaborates with each other? Look how how precise where the sun is standing, the moon is standing, the earth, and how oxygen works with with hydrogen, and how the water flows, and the perfect, if humans don't disturb the world, 
The world is beautiful. The world works excellent. Humans have the perfect conditions to live here on planet Earth as so long as we don't destroy it, right? So what are you so worried about the world to come? Okay, it's going to be a different dimension. We said no bad, and it doesn't end. But oh, that's going to be boring. What are we going to do all day? And all these um, you know, questions, okay, you have all the right to ask them. But in this world, in the reality that you do know, that's a reality that we don't know. Right? We're just, we're just, no, we just promised by God that we're going to get to the next reality, to the Olam Haba. We know that's why we call it Olam Haba, because all I know about it, that it's the next reality. Okay? Because Hashem told me in Har Sinai. So don't be so worried. Just like He made this world. Wow. So precise. So excellent. Don't worry. He's going to take care of that world. Wow. It's going to be precise. It's going to be beautiful. And we won't have an opportunity, quote-unquote, to destroy it because game over. It's a different reality. We're not earning anymore. It's a different reality. It's a reality of elevating and elevating ourselves in incredible ways. It's the next step. That's all we know about it. And that's where I want to go. If you promise me existence, that's where I want to go. First of all, and I, I trust God. I just trust Him. Based, not blind faith, based on what I know from this world. I'm not just like, you know, throwing, oh, you know what, maybe. No. Based on what I know. Based on how he made me exist to begin with. Based on how he made the existence I exist in. That's what I'm relying on. That's where I'm putting my eggs. Some people don't. Some people say, nope, I'll just blow everything here. That's what I know. That's what I recognize. That's why there's two type. There's two humans in the world. We call it Esav and Yaakov. There's the people that choose the beyond Hashem, and they know that. And when you dive into it and understanding what God is and everything, all the episodes basically, you you get to this idea that Hashem said there will be a next step, and this is only to earn. And one day I'm going to pay you for for what you became, so you'll become something. There's that's one type of humans. And then there's another type of humans, the ace of they like, I'm gonna grab here. It's pretty good. I know what everything ends. I know at the end there's a limit how much I can take good. I'm gonna be on a yacht for twenty thousand days and everything I'm gonna at the I'm gonna throw up the yacht, right? We know they know that this world doesn't last. They know, but we always try to forget about it. I'm saying they. We all have ace of within us, right? We always you know, when we forget ourselves and we forget these words, you know, unfortunately, I could just walk out of the studio, right? And in a sense, forget this this message. It's really hard always to be conscious, super conscious about this message, about this idea that that's what I'm living for. And we're going to say like, you know, I'm just quickly without anyone saying, I'm just going to grab in this world, you know, too hard, right? Things like that. But then we do tshuva and we 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 go we come back to this idea and that's really the hardcore that's why a jew depends only on this and uh, to understand this line i just said i'm going to tell you the source and we're going to end this we're going to end uh, we're almost at the end so let's end with this idea you know where it says uh, 
I had this question a lot of times that, you know, non, uh, you know, secular Jews ask many times. I, in, the, in the Torah itself, it doesn't say Olam Haba. Ha, ha, ha. But you know what I tell them? Are you kidding? You don't know how to read? What's wrong with you? No, I don't say that. That's not nice. But I'm sure you need to read between the lines somewhere. Of no, it's not even between the lines. It's out there everywhere in the Torah. Ready for this? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, right? Hmm. Where does it talk about Olam Haba? It's the basic core. It's in the Ten Commandments. What? Olam Haba is in the Ten Commandments? Come on. Come on. It's not a Hashem Lukecha. Right, that's talking about Amuna, it's believing in God, and that's defining God, right? The first, you shouldn't believe in anything else. It's not in not stealing, not killing, it's not there really. Where is it? Shabbos. Zachar is Yoma Shabbos Likadisho. Six days, like we were saying. What is Shabbos? You know what Shabbos is in one word? I, I guarantee this. This is I'm, I'm willing to guarantee this. If you learn the whole kinds of Shabbos, why does Shabbos? It's a huge sugya. We're going to have an episode on it. You know what Shabbos is? It's acting out Olam Haba. It's not really Olam Haba. Olam Haba didn't come. It's at the end of 6,000. I but guess it's the same ain't Olam Haba. Exactly. Once, in seven, once every seven days, you wait for the six days that resemble this world. When the six end, we drop this world. Why do you drop Melacha? Because melacha has to do with earning, with working hard. Shabbos come, drop. Uh, um, I don't understand, Rabbi. Why can't I turn on and off a switch on Shabbos? It's not hard work. Just turn on the switch, turn off the switch. No, 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 you don't understand it. It's not about sweating. We don't want you to sweat. It's about melacha. There's a specific, uh, uh, you know, geder, halachas, halachas, what is considered Melacha, um, which goes very deep. We're going to do it all in the episode. It goes to the base. I mean, that the 39 Melachas were basically resembling all the, uh, how a person in the world lives, all the work he needs to do to exist in this world. Melacha represents this world. And the 39 Melachas are kind of, you know, a collection of all the Melachas of this world. On Shabbos, it's not that I don't want you to sweat. Obviously, that's part of it. But on Shabbos, I want you to drop Drop it. No malacha. You're chilling. It's to remind ourselves. It's once a week we have an episode about Olam Haba. And we not only, we practice Olam Haba. That's what it is. You know, ever since I discovered this, like my Shabbos has changed. I think different on Shabbos. Like uh, Shabbos, like, it's, uh, tell me a greater thing. I don't know. Shabbos, to sit and pleasure yourselves. Why do I need to pleasure myself? Why one of the biggest myths on Shabbos is owning Shabbos? Because the the world to come is Olam Shakula Tov. It's a, it's it's pleasure. It's all one big pleasure. It's not like oh I'm gonna pleasure on Tuesday and Wednesday and then I don't pleasure. It's all good. So I'm trying on Shabbos to like kind of like play, act out that it's all good. So just to wrap things up, I'm gonna read you the last Rambam. Right? 
הנפרדוס ושאר המעשים, והוא הצורה שביארנו עניין הפרק רביעי מלכוס יסוד התורה. היא נקראת הנפש בעניין זה. That's what I told you before. That your shape in Olam Haba is everything you did over here. Your earnings is, that's, is, that is your shape in that next dimension. And we're, we're going to end up with this idea that you see Olam Haba, people think about it as like that's how we imagine it because probably there's movies about that, that one day the world explodes. <laughs> Asteroid hits planet Earth. <laughs> Massive fire. Everyone's is, is gone. That's how we imagine that the Olam Haba will come. Boom, everything is destroyed. Schmitterines, fire, everything. The end of the world. Um, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not, it doesn't work exactly that way. Um, a trend, I can't tell you exactly. I can't draw it to you. I can't make a movie about it, right? Simply because the idea that this world will be transformed into a much higher thing into a new dimension that's not limited in, this, in the way that this world is limited. It's going to have different limitations. The limitations, the only limitations over there is how much you earned, and that's your size. That's the limitations over there. Okay? You're not... So when we're talking about transforming from Olam Hazet to Olam Abba, it's not that at the end of the 6,000 we're going to wait outside and see, wait for the asteroid to hit us. No. It's a transformation, like we said, it will be we'll die and live, meaning we're going to be totally in Hashem's hands, and we trust Him. You know, even, unfortunately, Jews that are not um, observant, as long as they're not, you know, bringing themselves so far to go against God, to do evil in the world and to bring to do a tremendous on the level that the Mishnah mentions, they're all going to be there. Now, that's what the days of Mashiach are designed for. The days of Mashiach is that hopefully when we get there at the end, we're going to have full pockets. We're going to be loaded and much elevated people because that's at the end of the day, that's what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted us to succeed on the test. His, his point, his whole you know, that's part of Midas Rachamim, but his whole entire goal was, please, earn it. I want you to succeed. I just want you to succeed. And that's how we should think about Olam Hava. It's like, Hashem wants me to be there, okay? I'm going to do all my best. I mentioned this before. Like, when you think about an Avera, besides, like, thinking, oh, like, hitting yourself, oh, think about, about, about a missed opportunity that it is. Doing, doing an Avera is a, such an incredible miss, miss opportunity. You had an opportunity and ah, I blew it. Ugh, terrible. That's how you should feel after Avera. Avera. Not hitting yourself doesn't help you to hit yourself and say, ah, oh, I'm stupid. Why did I do this? No, that's not the way to approach an Avera. A real tshuva is when you say, mm, I missed such an opportunity. I had an opportunity to listen to Hashem. And I didn't. Oh, how much I desire that. And you stand up on your legs and you continue. Same thing should be about Olam Haba. I have an Olam Haba. I have that world to come, that place that I want to exist, the biggest blessing. Of course I want to exist. Everyone wants to exist. Everyone. Even, unfortunately, people that lost their reason for life and harmed themselves. 
it's because they got to the point that they, they were not thinking. They're not even thinking. But when you think, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, I can't, you know, uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible tragedy every time that happens. But we can understand at least to, of how much we need to make sure that we appreciate our existing. We appreciate if you have a lot of akara satov in your life, you have what to lose in this world, you're going to want to exist and you're going to want alam haba. And that's what Hashem, at the end of the day, wanted you to do. So I'll end up as we usually end up with the blessing that we also be Zoha to get to the world to come full, loaded with a beautiful tzura, beautiful shape that we did to ourselves with all of our earnings and uh, to work hard, work hard to uh, earn. Amen. Yep. Well, this was a, I, my mind, like, wow, it's crazy episode. Uh, Definitely changed a lot of what I thought I knew. Uh, Baruch Hashem, hope it did as well for you, uh, for all the listeners. Uh, if you have any questions, send it into jewishfoundations at gmail.com and we will, Ezra Hashem, bring it up in the next Q&A. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you were able to learn something new. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.